News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We are the News Talk giant of North Alabama, and you are now listening to Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams. Glad you were with us. You know the mantra. We say it every time, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Listen, I'm glad you're with us. Uh, we've, got a, we've, got a, we've got a great show for you planned, and I'm, right now we're about to bring on a guest here in a minute. Uh, you know it's a U.S. Senate race. In case you've been living under a rock, let me just go ahead and fill you in. We have a U.S. Senate race. Uh, we have one of the few examples of open seat uh, races right now for U.S. delegations anywhere in, in the United States. So uh, right now, obviously, we have an open seat where um, our congressman in North Alabama, Mo Brooks, has decided to run for the U.S. Senate. That leaves his seat open. And so uh, Casey Wardinsky and uh, uh, Dale Strong are both going at it for that race. And then at the same time, uh, the reason why uh, uh, Congressman Brooks is leaving that seat is because we are looking at an open seat where U.S. Senator Richard Shelby has announced his retirement. And so, so far on the show already, we've had Congressman Brooks, we've had Katie Britt, uh, we've not yet had uh, um, Jessica Taylor, but we are also now about to be joined uh, by Miss Linda Blanchard. And I should refer to her by her title, Ambassador Linda Blanchard, uh, is an American businesswoman, a diplomat, a political candidate uh, who hails from the Montgomery area. Uh, she earned a Bachelor of Science degree in mathematics with a minor in computer science, uh, things I couldn't do, from Auburn University. Uh, she was appointed to uh, the ambassadorship to the nation of Slovenia. If you're not familiar with Slovenia, it's one of the um, former Yugoslavian uh, nation. Uh, uh, it broke off in 1991, became a nation unto itself. And uh, Ambassador Blanchard served there for two years, uh, appointed by the Trump administration. So let me go ahead and just bring on, without any additional fanfare, uh, Ambassador Linda Blanchard. Welcome to Right Side Radio. We're glad you're with us. Thank you so much, Senator. I'll use your title as well. well <laughs> Thank no you worries. for having me. Uh, I, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, we try to make sure we give equal access to all the candidates. And uh, am I correct? You still live in the Montgomery area. Is that right? I do. Pike Road. Okay, so so, so right far, the city. so far it looks like three out of four of our candidates all come from the Montgomery area. Um, must be must be fertile soil down there for U.S. Senate candidates right now. <laughs> I guess so. It's right. We're ready. Well, listen, and I, I want to hear a little bit about your ambassadorship, but but let's start with this. I mean, you you have decided to run for the U.S. Senate, and I've asked every candidate. I think I've asked every candidate who has come on so far. Are you sure you really want to do that? I mean, is this something that you feel like you, you want to go up there to what we often refer to as a swamp, and, uh, and, and how do you think you can make an impact? Well, I can tell you, when you get the fire in your pit after serving for President Trump and you're working on that America First initiative abroad, it's a no-brainer to come back and want to do it for your state and um, keep building on that momentum. It's really uh, was amazing to get to do that for President Trump, and certainly my focus will continue to be for the state of Alabama and those voters, which I've been working for the state uh, for a long time, for about 18 years, really, um, trying to do stuff in the state um, just because I love the state of Alabama. Well, I, I appreciate that, and, and my recollection from reading your bio before was that you founded uh, uh, the 100X Development Foundation, which is a nonprofit, if I'm not mistaken, um, designed to... Uh, and, and tell me what 100X did, or, or still does, for that matter. Okay, so we started it after the death of our oldest son to help children and focus on adoptions, uh, foster care, 
and Hague policies that deal with those things. And we started in the state of Alabama first, and then I ended up working in 16 other countries uh, for the welfare and well-being of children all over the world. Well, that, that's impressive. And, um, and uh, is that, uh, is that uh, still an ongoing um, uh, uh, function? Is the foundation still there and doing its work? It is. It well, is. We'll, We're, we'll you know, we have always spent our money, and that's actually how I got engaged with D.C. was through my nonprofit work and spending my own money trying to fa- find out ways I could do better for the state. Well, I, and and I and I appreciate that, and and you know, it, it, a lot of people don't realize that a, a big part of my background is uh, that I worked with kids full time before I ever went to law school in my thirties, and I'm in my fifties now. I, I spent ten years working professionally with kids, um, and and that wow. that in itself is a deep calling. Um, but yeah. uh, but yeah. thank you for your work in that. And I've regard. adopted five. Thank you for your work as well. It takes a village. Well, there are times, but uh, so you um, you've adopted five yourself. So are they um, were they foreign adoptions? Were they domestic adoptions? Yes. What, what foreign adoptions? All foreign. Three different countries: so China, Peru, and India. Well, that's that's amazing, and and so I won't I won't follow that. I won't chase this rabbit trail too much. Um, <laughs> that's okay. I, I think it's part of your story, though. I think it gives a little bit about it who is. you are as a person. But I will say this: one of the things that uh, I was. If I get asked what was my favorite moment or in terms of legislation out of eight years in the state Senate, it was that I, I wrote and got passed a bill that reduced the red tape for people who do um, who go through foreign adoptions because a lot of folks don't realize Alabama was one of the few states that still required a readoption process under state law, yes. and uh, I was able to see that done away with through the, the bill that we passed. Yes, and a lot of people thank you for that, including well, me. <laughs> well, it was it was it was good, and it was also uh, named after some friends of ours whose daughter uh, was adopted from Ukraine, and we named it after her. It was Karina's Law. So anyway, I digress. Let's go back to the U.S. Great Senate. Job. No, that's not. <laughs> well, it, it it was it was it was fun. It was one of those moments where you feel like you did something right. But but thank you for what you've done there. I do think that speaks to who you are as a person. But let me ask you this. You got appointed to an ambassadorship um, by President Donald Trump, and you were the U.S. ambassador to Slovenia. Did you actually live in Slovenia? We did as a family. We all went over. It's the first time I ever moved out of the state of Alabama, uh, and it was an amazing experience to serve for President Trump and actually for the First Lady as well because certainly Slovenia is her country. And people aren't aware, but it is also a NATO partner and EU member. So we had a lot to do under the America First Initiative. Where, what, what, what aspects of your role as an ambassador do you believe you would incorporate into a potential role as a U.S. senator? Well, the one thing that um, had to do with your area is I came back last summer as ambassador and uh, Redstone opened up for me to try and do some family plan business opportunities spending uh, Europe's NATO 2% defense money that they all had bumped up because of President Trump. And so I wanted uh, not only Slovenia, but other European countries to buy Alabama products. And um, so certainly dealing with defense and NATO. And then all ambassadors in Europe focus on um, energy independence uh, away from Russia. And certainly coming back in January, we saw that 
um, within a week of our return that Biden decided to uh, shut the pipeline off. And, you know, it was disheartening for us to come back into our own country and see that, uh, you know, one day if it keeps going like this, that we might be energy dependent, something that we were working against in Europe as, you know, President Trump's ambassadors in Europe. So it's, you know, a lot of stuff that correlate. Um, 5G and rural broadband. Uh, I worked on an initiative with Alabama Power and Southern Company and um, with hydroelectrification, and we used the port to ship in some turbines. And there is just a lot of business opportunities and port-to-port stuff and uh, just you wouldn't imagine but we work 14-hour days because we're doing business during the day and then hosting in evenings or going to functions in evenings to increase that bilateral relationship. Well, and, and, and so you had an opportunity for uh, foreign relations, uh, uh, obviously yes. international relations. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that being said, if, if you were to uh, be elected to the U.S. Senate, do you, uh, do, do you find that there's some, some particular committee uh, that you would want to be assigned to that relates to your experiences, or is there something else that you want to do that you haven't even mentioned yet that you would want to do in the U.S. Senate? Well, before I became ambassador, I worked with appropriations and um, that area uh, when I was going back and forth just uh, through a learning process. So uh, certainly that has served Alabama well in defense, and um, I'm going to do exactly what Alabama voters would like for me to do, my expertise would be also foreign relations, and I feel like Europe can be a wonderful partner. I know that our trade for the United States has gone down in Europe, and that's somewhere we could work to do better. Well, and, and I agree with that. Uh, I, I think that there's uh, certainly uh, work to be done still with NATO, and I think there's certainly work mm-hmm. to be done yes. with um What's the what's the Russian pipeline called Gazprom? I believe is it a Gazprom pipeline that's coming across Europe, and Europe's becoming very dependent upon gas from from it, from Russia. Yes, um, it and, is. And all those things come into play. It is. You wouldn't think that um, I would be dealing with Russia, but I was daily. Our embassy well, is the only embassy in the world that actually the Russian embassy is right next door. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. So the listening device pointed out the window just has less uh, less room to have to, to gather up the data it needs, I guess. Exactly. And then the Russian ambassador moved across the street from our residence as well to be extra close. <laughs> well, I, I hope at the very least you had a friendly relationship. Um, but yeah, that is, that is kind of a little creepy if you get down to it. Um, it is. Well, well, listen, uh, so I need to ask you about domestic policy. So obviously you've had an opportunity to see the world a bit uh, through the eyes of the United States as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but how, do you, how do you translate that into what Alabama needs? So if you were to be elected to the U.S. Senate, is there a prioritization uh, of, of issues that you think that you would want to pursue on behalf of Alabama? And by the way, let me say this. We have about, mm, about a minute and a half left before we hit the next break. And I'd like you to stay on okay. through the break, and we can finish up afterwards, if you don't mind. That'll be great. But I will say, yes, I do have some focuses for Alabama now that I've been traveling the state and uh, 
seeing what the need is. I certainly realized um, that former senators had focused on doing good in 2% of the areas of Alabama. And with my travels, I'm hearing that there's 98% of small business and small farmers that in small communities that would like a focus as well. So that would be one of mine. Well, and then I, I can I, tell you the rest after the break if I'm, if we're into the break period. <laughs> well, I think I think we're about there. And uh, and yes, okay. ma'am, uh, Ambassador Blanchard, if you would hold on, right back after this, we got plenty to unpack. And right now, what you're hearing from is uh, Ambassador Linda Blanchard, who is running for the U.S. Senate, and she is running against uh, North Alabama's Congressman Mo Brooks, uh, Jessica Taylor, and Miss Katie Britt. It's going to be a full race. We'll be right back after this. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Right Side Radio here with Phil Williams. We're wrapping up a segment right now with Ambassador Linda Blanchard, who was our ambassador to Slovenia under the Trump administration and is now running for the U.S. Senate. Uh, ambassador Blanchard, thank you for staying on through the break. We appreciate you being on Right Side Radio today. Uh, thank you, Senator, for having me. Absolutely. Let me ask you a couple of questions. I want to I want to just check on a few of the issues that I think are important to the, to the voters. Um one of which is, is, is the fact that the Biden administration apparently is going to classify everything in the world as infrastructure. And, uh, and, and they appear to have just joined into a, uh, according to uh, Senator Chuck Schumer's office, they have entered into some type of a negotiation. Of course, it's all um, one-sided, uh, partisan in nature, for a $3.8 trillion infrastructure bill. Um, some are saying it could require the uh, raising of taxes. Uh, I'm asking you uh, flat out if, if, if you are in um, the U.S. Senate um, a year and a half from now uh, and you're offered the opportunity to raise taxes in order to grow infrastructure, uh, what is your response to that? My response is uh, there's a difference between infrastructure and infrastructure and what they're doing. So they fill it up with pork, and um, I'm not a believer in government uh overtaxing i believe in state and local uh the least amount of government and taxing is uh how our forefathers believed and you know what they started this country in and i just you know i think we're doing a disservice to the future of this country and the future of all these children that i've adopted on top of everyone else's you know, family, and uh, we need to do better in that and not put this tax burden on the future generations. We've got to pull back. Well, and I, and I you know, appreciate that. I'm a mathematician that. and not a politician, so numbers are big to me, and uh, what we're building up and building upon for our future generations uh, is unbelievable. Well, and I, and I appreciate that, and I, and I think you're right. And uh, I, I said earlier in my opening monologue that uh, at this point they're they're spending our grandchildren and great grandchildren's money. Yeah. But but that being mm -hmm. said, I, I want to just make sure I'm clear because at this point we've had two of the other candidates on the show, uh, Mo Brooks 
and um, mm-hmm. and uh, Katie Britt, uh, both of which have come on the show and said that uh, under no circumstances do they ever intend to vote for a tax increase. Uh, what, what's your position yeah. on taxes yeah. in general in that regard? Uh, uh, like I said, it's not the government's position to do that. That's, I think we need to be a local entity and state that needs to be done state to state. And uh, you'd asked me earlier my three topics, and I'm wanted to mention strong borders because I think that has a lot to do with the future of this country too, not only with drugs and the humanitarian issues that are going on, but election integrity. You know, we can't let all these people in to um, have these open-type elections that the Dems are trying to create for uh, um, actually just no identification. When I was ambassador in Slovenia after the election, I had a lot of European uh, government officials saying we can't believe that um, we're not requiring um, identification. And, you know, all the EU countries for voting, they do require that. So that was a surprise. And they said to me, so goes the U.S., so goes the world. So people are watching. No, I I agree with that. I I do agree with that. But um, uh, Ambassador, and I hate to press the point too much, but but you know, I, I, I'm asking a, a pretty clear question: Is would you agree, or, or or would you not agree to raise taxes? And I guess what I'm looking for no, is just a yes I or would, no answer. I would not agree. I would not agree to raising taxes. Okay. No, All right. Well, that, no and no. That's clear. I'll say that I wanted to make times. sure that you had no, an opportunity no no. to clarify that. <laughs> well, yeah. well, thank you for that. And and listen, in regards to. Um, uh, I was going to ask you about China. I think we're about out of time on that. Uh, but uh, but let me just ask you this real quickly, because one of the things in everybody's mind, and a lot of time going to be spent on the show today, is the question of not whether vaccines are necessary. Because I'm not even going to, I'm not going to get into that. But but do you have a thought on, and I have, I have literally 30 seconds left, uh, whether or not people should be required to get a vaccine, whether they want it or not? Uh, no, that's socialistic and communistic. I just left a country that's coming out of those stages, and yeah. we don't want to pull into the fringe and do so that. that. No. I think that was an answer based on experience, and I certainly appreciate that. Ambassador Linda yes. Blanchard, a candidate for <laughs> the U.S. You. Senate, we thank you for being on the show today. Uh, you, best Senator. of luck in your run, and hopefully we'll hear from you again in the next okay. year before the election time comes. I hope so, too. Thank you. Right. Have a thank good one. Thank you. You, too. All right. 770 AM, 92.5 FM, News Talk, WVNN, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back with a whole lot more after this.